Thanks for listening to Metadoc, a podcast where we talk to documentary filmmakers about the films they've made. It's a documentary podcast about documentaries. We're coming to you with some special episodes from the Chagrin Documentary Film Festival. Let's go. Children of the Enemy centers on the story of a Swedish national named Patricio Galvez and his fight to return his seven grandchildren to Sweden from a refugee camp in Syria. Early in the film, we learn that Patricio's daughter, Amanda, is a Muslim convert. We also learn that she and her husband, an outspoken religious extremist, left Sweden to join ISIS's caliphate in Syria. That was in 2014. Patricio's daughter and her husband were both later killed in the war in Syria in 2019. Their seven children, Patricio's grandchildren, now find themselves in the Al-Hol refugee camp inside war-torn Syria. Frustrated by the Swedish government's ambiguity toward helping him repatriate his grandchildren, Patricio takes matters into his own hands and travels to the Kurdistan region of Iraq, where his journey to reclaim his family begins. Children of the Enemy is the story of one very determined grandfather's fight against bureaucracy and the complexities that arise in the aftermath of religious extremism and war. The film's director, Gorky Glasser-Muller, is primarily an actor and director of fictional films. Children of the Enemy is his first documentary. He was kind enough to join us from Mannheim, Germany, where he is on assignment. Gorky Glasser-Muller, welcome to Metadoc from the Chagrin Documentary Film Festival. My pleasure. Thank you for inviting me. I think we'll start from the beginning. I'm always interested in Genesis stories. Please tell us how you found this story or how this story found you. Yeah, it was like that, that this story found me because I was acquainted with this uh, man, Patricio Galvez, that was a, a, a musician and poet, and we were in the same uh, cultural sphere in Gothenburg, Sweden. And uh, one day he called me and, and very in a very strange tone told me, I have something to tell you. And he told me the tragedy of losing his daughter, like twice, first to ISIS, and secondly, uh, she lost her life. And then that he intended to find the, the seven orphaned grandchildren and, and try to bring them back and asked me straight out, do you want to film this? Someone has to document this. The scope of the story is rather big. Um, it's a story that received international attention. When we first encounter Patricio, he doesn't even know where the children are. The Swedish government is offering no assistance whatsoever. He really does not know what to do and doesn't seem to have a plan. You know, he eventually does learn where the children are. And we are very soon thereafter find ourselves in the Kurdistan region of Iraq. The scope of this was so dramatic. It's, it's like these kind of things that this, this happened, but doesn't happen to you or anyone you know. And suddenly I had this grandfather here that was have been struggling for months to trying to get his kids uh, first to find them and then getting them out of this war zone in Syria. So immediately I sensed that this is an important story. And I felt like, However, I tell the story, there is a good story here. You took a very lean approach to the production of this film. You're credited as both the director of photography and the sound recordist. Pretty much just you and Patricio for 45 plus days. 
in the Kurdistan region of Iraq. It's an intimate experience on the screen, and it must have been a very intimate experience while you were making the film. Yeah, and I was not even, I was also, sounds a little bit cynical, but I had to tell Patricia that I, I am doing this to follow you because you asked me to film you. As a, and I, we became more and more friends during the film because that was inevitable in a sense. Uh, but I was not there assisting him. I, I was a filmmaker trying to make a, a good film, you know, trying to get a good angle, trying to get the, the, the good ex explanations from him and to film everything in when it happened. You know, so a lot of things were, I was not able to film them. There's a scene shortly after you arrive in Kurdistan where, where Patricio goes to a Red, Cross, a Red Cross office and he's looking for help. And the staff there very quickly tell you, hey, turn your camera off. I'm wondering how often that happened to you and I wonder if you have a kit of tools or things that you say to try to talk your way into allowing people to keep your cameras on when they'd rather they be off. Yes, well, from the beginning, with my little experience, I was very polite and, uh, and actually asked. I had two cards to play with. One was, I am the filmmaker following him on his odyssey to find this, his grandchildren. And the other one was, I am his friend. And sometimes when one didn't help, the other helped. Well, sometimes neither one of them helped. This is an emotional story. You're dealing with a man whose daughter is, has been killed. Like, as you say, he's lost her twice. He's lost her the first time to a religious extremism. He's lost her a second time to a war where, where she is eventually killed. He's going through a lot on camera. You know, at one point he says, the struggle that he's going through is helping him deal with the pain of losing his daughter. I believe it. You can see it happening on the screen. The embedded nature of this production makes it so that you don't have a lot of emotional protection from what's happening around you. Yeah, it, it, it was very heavy with, with me. I realized later that I, I was also traumatized, first of all, not knowing if these children would be uh, saved or not was super stressing. This is not a fiction, you know. It, it makes me very sad to understand that if this guy alone wouldn't have doing it, what would have their fate have been, you know? It's, it's very, very unfair. At about the 37-minute mark, we finally we see Patricio break down for the first time. He's, he's just finished an interview with, with a journalist. It's a good interview. I, I feel like in that moment, she gets him to step outside of the experience for maybe the first time. And he's, I think he finally understands the gravity of this thing that he's trying to do. And he breaks down, he's crying. And um, she consoles him. You know, I think about a moment like that. I think about what you're experiencing in that moment because you, you are connected to him in that moment. In that very moment, I also stopped filming uh, one minute later and, and started to cry me too and started to console him, you know, because for each time that he cracked, I realized that, uh, oh, this is so, this is so hard for him. The not knowing the, the, what can I do? The, um, so, but once again, it's sometimes, I have to be the director, otherwise there will not be any film. So you have to, to be like, 
not cynical, but very. Um, you have to get the shot. That's what you're there to do. Yeah, you have to be hard in in, in the sense of you have to to not be pierced of all these moments of of sadness and and despair and and all that and try to be on the side that, yeah, how do I depict this person that is in despair right now? We are not used to seeing men cry on, on film and not in documentaries. That made me realize that he's actually some kind of a role model for, for men, how to protect their children. Patricia, as a character, found something in himself. Uh, if you speak about storytelling, naturally he got this, this uh, development, you know, that you strive for when you write stories and, and that. And that was amazing to see. He could not save his daughter, but he could save his grandchildren. That is amazing. It's, um, yeah, how many of us can say what, how we would react if something like that would happen to us, you know? And that's how it changed him. How did this experience change you? Me, I am more. I am more interested in doing stories that that matters, but I learned also in more personal terms about my children. You know. Sorry. Just give me a minute. Yeah. <clears throat> Just to be present as a father, you know. What actually made me do it, this was that he was doing it. It was super simple. I went because I was a filmmaker, but, but I, I stayed because of, I became his friend. I think that's a great way to end this. Gorky Glasser Merler, thank you so much for joining us on Metadoc from the Chagrin Documentary Film Festival. Thank you for inviting me. You can find out more about Gorky Glosser Muller's work on Instagram, where he's chronicling the loss of glaciers on the North Pole at Gorky underscore GM. Or you can visit his website, Gorky.se. Gorky is spelled G-O-R-K-I. Children of the Enemy will screen both in person and online as part of the Chagrin Documentary Film Festival. The in-person festival takes place October 5th through the 9th. And the online on-demand festival runs October 9th through the 16th. Please visit chagrinfilmfest.org for complete information. Metadoc is written, produced, and edited by me, Jeff Yaw.